Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. Lady Journey. Lady Journey, welcome. Welcome to Lady Journey, everyone. We were just dipping our toe into the great mystery that is the algorithm. The algorithm, are the new higher power. Our God. Our God. Um, I pray to it every day. I hope it has mercy on our souls. Dear algorithm, <laughs> please elevate us. And if you guys, if you, that speaking of, uh, so many people are so supportive. They comment on our Instagram, which we've gotten, we're getting good numbers. They're commenting on YouTube. Thank you so much for everybody for supporting us. We love, and we always read the comments and we always comment back. Um, we love like anything input on the episode. Let's steer clear of criticism. Okay. Cause yeah. we're trying our best here, but like, I love it when people send messages that add like their own insight into like, Hey, I had an idea about this or, Hey, this is something that I'm interested in because we always read it and we do always try to, um, incorporate it in some way. So, yeah. So just a reminder, we are on Patreon and we are on YouTube. If you join our Patreon, you will get a stone dedication. Yes, we'll, we'll be doing stone dedications in a couple episodes. We're very excited. Sarah's been to the witchery. I've been to the Galveston witchery and I picked up some new mm. amulets and potions and <laughs> a coaster <laughs> with a it. little black kitty on it. Uh, that's what we need, like the algorithm Wiccan. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should get into crystals. Uh, the I algorithm crystal. I mean, there is actually a thing which you wouldn't think that this is a real thing. It sounds like something that's made up to be funny, but there is like internet magic. Yeah. And it's like a thing that I know like a person that is a witch and they do internet spells, you know, and it's just like to, I guess it's the reasoning behind it is it gives you a sense of control in a situation that you don't have control which is kind of what regular magic is yeah you know (laughs) yeah magical thinking yeah magical thinking but applied to the internet yes as long as you're aware it's all in fun and games all fun and games and algorithms yeah um Um, i've been on an incredible journey which i touch i touched on a couple weeks ago in the bonus episode oh and in our episode with nikki glazer about my trip to rome which i'm gonna be telling i'm doing a tell-all yes behind the scenes pull the curtain back all of the embarrassing (laughs) traumatic and fun well it's a lot of trial and error when you travel i think you go in with this like romantic notion that you'll be wearing amazing outfits eating at the most wonderful foods but really what you're doing is you're walking for miles (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and as you know I was actually with you the day before I went to Rome because we were doing a um, live podcast at St. Louis Helium yes oh no this is when we were doing the demo when we went in for the demo and as you remember I bought a hat that I you know you buy a hat like that and it was a big it was like a Nordstrom's wide rack yeah Nordstrom rack I forgot about um, the hat it was actually I love the hat but I could I decided I did the classic naive move which is to wear the hat through the airport um because I didn't want it to be crushed in the bag absolutely absolutely but then you know and I and I, I you start to lose confidence <laughs> in the hat <laughs> when you're in the airport with a loud hat you just start rethinking everything like 
who am I? Why did I tie my identity in with this hat? Like, why didn't I just pack less stuff? Or like, I just, I would have packed the bag, the hat in its own bag. It's a you commitment. Know? It's a commitment. You cannot pack a hat. It's, you have to wear it to the airport. And it's a beacon of being like, here comes drama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hat person. Oh, excuse me. Of course, that's my birth control alarm, as we all know. Yes. Um, I also am w- loving the idea of thinking of when you bring out the hat for your partner. Yes. To be like, what's this? And you're like, I'm a hat person. <laughs> I've bought a new hat. <laughs> and it's like, I just... <laughs> they're like okay I'm like it's like you're rebranding yourself and I have I've now bought a lot you're rebranding in a way that you're just the worst version of yourself yeah like wearing a hat on the airplane is just so humiliating too because it's like it's tiny I'm bumping into the man next to me it's night now and I'm just still wearing a hat on my overnight flight like kind of trying to sleep also airplanes seating is not the best place to wear a hat because it's the most uncomfortable so it's probably knocking your wide-brimmed hat forward yeah where can you put it I I kind of had it under the seat for a little while and then now it's now my legs are cramped can the pilot wear this yeah did you have hat storage on this flight (laughs) in coach yeah (laughs) my knees are to my chest but I really need my hat to be taken care of and nobody cares about your hat where you're like watch out for my hat in the upper other people involved in your hat and they're like i just picture mike being like this oh my god i'm going to throw this hat out the fucking plane it is a level of drama that i was completely unprepared (laughs) for because you're right it's like you put it in the overhead bin thinking like a fool that people will be conscious of your hat and not just just jamming (laughs) you have to put the hat through the conveyor belt for the x-ray of course to make sure that the hat is not a bomb and then like somebody just puts their bag on top of your hat and you're like is there no am i just in a, a ghost now is my hat a ghost that you've just ruined it because of course it's like the beautiful fine straw hat. The idea of putting your hat on the conveyor belt. Just take a look inside. <laughs> nothing to hide. Nothing to hide here. It's like just let me wear the hat through the other X-ray that sees inside of my body. <laughs> it goes through all of this and it finally makes it in the overhead, and then somebody's just jammed their two big suitcase right just on top. Right of on it. top of your hat. <laughs> so and then when you arrive you're busy fluffing it in the hotel room <laughs> you're trying to restore it to its former glory and it just never gets there it just always looks a little messed up well I felt like I, the reason I bought that hat was because I felt that it would make me look European yeah which it didn't it yeah. just kind of it kind of blasted like tourist, yes. you know, because I always do like whenever I travel somewhere, I always do like look up the local fashion. And I'm glad that I did because Italy is totally different than New York. Like, and they I dress nice. Yeah. Did we talk about this on here? Because I we touched on it. Yeah, we touched it. American is into athleisure yes. and loungewear. And I we suspect that we're going through a horrific depression. That's why. Yeah. 
But then Italy, apparently their economy is doing fine and their standard of living seems to be quite happy. Everything's still cheap and you still get medical attention that's reasonably priced. Although they just got a new fascist leader. Oh, yes. Yeah. I had heard about that, but I will not go into detail. she's a woman. She's a woman. I won't go into detail about this because this is about me. Yeah. And my (laughs) vacation. But but so I took an overnight flight, which I do not recommend because what I thought was I thought like I'll be there in the day with my hat. Mm-hmm. Me and my hat will drop off the luggage and then we'll just go walk around town. But of course, like so many people, I didn't sleep at all on my flight. I basically landed at was what was one in the morning here but there it was like eight in the morning so I drop off my stuff and I had this like of course delusion in my mind that I was just gonna be like wandering around having a cappuccino and um could you check in the hotel at that point I could not check in I did drop my bags off yeah and I wish I had just flown during the day and just checked in at night and then just like had a dinner and just like went to sleep because because you want to at least because you you have to stay up until, like, 5 p.m. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to make it to, like, a, an evening. You don't have to stay out late on that day. But the only way I feel like I feel better about that is if I get to take a shower mm, and yeah. then go out. Because it refreshes me. But instead, you've got, like, eight hours of airport stink on you. And you read. You're gross. Your yeah, I was just, like, that, like, putting sunscreen on top of my, like, old, dirty face yeah. that I hadn't washed. Well, I also just picture, like, the security that you go through to get through the country, through the airport. I'm like, they must be breathing the worst morning breath. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. yeah. And people are just, like, disoriented. Hi! Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> well, I did. I was considering going to the QC, QC Roma Spa, which is about a five-minute drive from the airport. And I was thinking I could go there. I could do a spa day and then go from there to the hotel. But ultimately, I decided not to do that because I was worried that it would be confusing to, Mm -hmm. like, get in a car, get over there, drop my stuff off, pick it back up, you know. But I do think that would have been a better choice than just roaming the city for what felt like eight hours yeah because you're what checking in around 3 p.m my check-in I think my check-in was two I did end up going back to the hotel after about I think I wandered from like nine to one and then I just went back and like begged them to let me in and Mike wasn't there yet right Mike was getting there Mike got there at like five okay yeah so I I yeah I I thought I was gonna just be like oh like pop in here I can't speak Italian I thought I was gonna learn it that was my like fantasy that I'm just on the plane bon Giorno. <laughs> but like I'm over there like un cappuccino. I, yeah. Eh. You know, people just people were just and they're they annoyed. Hate it. They, they do. hate it. They'd and rather you just kind of speak English and they're like the they, bathroom's down the hallway. Yeah, they see me a mile off with my giant hat. Here she goes. <laughs> I ended up I did have like I had an incredible like gelato, a pistachio gelato. I didn't even get coffee because I I started getting social anxiety, which I haven't got when you travel, you like revert to a for me it was kind of a fear mindset of being judged for being American with my giant hat which yeah. I was just slowly losing confidence in uh, yeah I wh- what happened to the hat did you not wear it at all on the trip I did I continued to wear the hat because I did want to protect my face from the sun because when we were there it was like it's 97 hot. degrees every yeah. single day I remember seeing that on the news that Europe went through an extreme heat wave this summer it was really really hot and we actually got it was July that was insane in Italy that it was like 105 degrees so 
we got there and it was a bit cooler to the point that we were able to like, you know, have nice dinners outside without it being like totally unbearable. We had, we had amazing dinners. The food was amazing. But I will say that like you go to Rome, it's like, this is not a beach vacation. Yeah. And I love history. And that's why I was so excited to go because as you may know, Mike and I got really into the Romans, uh, the show on Netflix. Yes, I was really into that HBO show called Rome. I love anything set d- in that time. I do too. Well, because it actually feels, it's weird because, you know, you would think back then that they're quite conservative, but no. They're, yeah, they're Loosey-goosey like very orgies. like sexually liberal yeah. and yeah. It's A lot of penis graffiti. Yeah, I, I love that about them. <laughs> And they're like killing their family, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, Incest. anything goes. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I was like, I have to see the Coliseum. And then of course we had to go see the Vatican. We saw, so I booked like some tours, the Vatican tour. There's no air conditioning. How did Mike like, cause he's Catholic. Yes. So was he getting immersed into the culture of the Vatican? Was he, is he full on Pope or is he just enjoy the spectacle of it? Well, we actually went to a Catholic mass at a church that was by the hotel. Which oh, was, that's fun. It was lovely. It was, and I was raised Catholic. I'm not really practicing unless I'm around Mike's mom, which is a bit from my act. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Pope. <laughs> oh, I love him. Um, but it was a really cool thing to do. Um, even not as like a religious person to go in and just see the artwork of the church. Yeah. We went to the, a church called Santa Maria Maggiore, which was by our hotel, which was kind of far from everything else. So I don't recommend it. Yeah. But the hotel had an incredible breakfast. European hotel breakfast. Oh my God. Get on it. There, like, was we were talking about like the breakfast that you would get in American hotels, like let's just say an extended stay. It's just a sad pe- peaches and syrup. Peaches and syrup, yeah, or like powdered eggs, and you're like, this can't be good for you. Just like, don't even bother. This I, was like cold cuts. They made you a cappuccino to order. They had fruit, incredible fresh cheeses, fruit. The, uh, baked goods. Cheeses, the croissants. Omelet station. Oh, my meats. God. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was so beautiful. So I did love our hotel, but unfortunately, um, I had booked it before talking to people, and then I realized it was kind of a far walk. So we were walking a lot in the it's, heat. It's always a lot. I, I say anytime you're doing these Europe trips, you got to bring sneakers. Do not come in there thinking you're wearing your cute shoes. Oh, my God. And especially not to Rome because it's all cobbled. Yeah. So you'll just fall right down. <laughs> you will break Ankle your – Ankle breakers. You'll break your I, – I actually took these Toms, and I wore Toms almost the entire time. And I and I also brought my Birkenstocks just as, like, to give my Toms a break. Yeah. But we were doing these tours. Like, the Vatican, no air conditioning. and Yeah, it, Europe's not hip to that. It, we were so hot that – I'm I'm just feeling like sweat like rolling down my back and Mike started calling the tours tortures <laughs> which was a very which was the funniest part of the um experience. That's my favorite part is when you travel with your loved ones the insights the jokes ins- that yes. you guys create. Yes. yes. And of course I was taking it personally because I booked and planned all of the tours. Yeah, you're so Yeah, you get you're like, "Well, I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm sorry that you are. I can't control the weather. (laughs) We love the Vatican one because we also got, we got a tour that was a little bit more expensive that they also toured through the Vatican museums. Yeah. So they have like all this priceless art there. I had no idea that they had all that stuff there. 
But uh, in the Vatican, we unfortunately did lose the tour because we were taking selfies. And we then we so we didn't get to go in some other part that we were supposed in your, to in your hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was taking the hat off for the selfies because you could only it would just hit the person. <laughs> Their heads are always like this in the photo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Don't my hat. <laughs> so the Vatican was amazing and then the Colosseum was great. And then we did a food tour with um That's what I want to do. That's all I want to do when I travel is I'd rather just go eat. The food tour was I- I'm such a huge fan of food tours because number one, you're eating, number two, you're drinking, and then number three, you're getting to meet people in like an intimate setting. Mm-hmm. So you get to kind of like make friends with people and um you're you're getting to see the neighborhood so it's not like the coliseum tour it was three hours long it was hot like we're just like in survival mode at that point and it wasn't nearly as fun yeah i those are like anytime like taking in sights i'm like okay great i just i'm like i'm one of those people that's like got it let's move on but like a food tour i don't know why also i feel like you can learn history where you're like cheese didn't come into this region until you know 800 bc when this group came here and you find out like little bits of history from yes food sometimes the food tour i really recommended it. it was called the eating europe italy trastevere i uh, think i want to do more of that when i travel yes. book a food tour and food then tour. yeah food tour is the way to go because you enjoy every i mean you just enjoy every moment of it tasting stuff and yeah. then like the little breaks in between like the food tour was probably my favorite thing that we did. Yeah. We had all this different, we had like stuffed artichoke. We had fried battered cod, which is like a Jewish specialty in that area. We had the um, souply, which is like the fried rice ball. Yes. We had pasta. We had, and it was all really good. Did you have a lot of wine? I had a ton of wine when I was there. I was also drinking a lot of Aperol spritz. Love that. Uh, what about any Prosecco? I didn't have any Prosecco. I think I was just on wine. Okay. I was like really, um, this was like kind of a heavy drinking period for me, which I did. It did take me a while to recover. <laughs> heavy drinking. Yeah. Heavy drinking. I mean, bender. like I was having like, yeah, this was a bender for me. Well, I was having like three glasses of wine a night, maybe. There that's was a couple a, that I had like two. That's the suggested amount, I think. And that's why they have a l- large amount of centurions. Yes, yes. Yes. Well, I have to say the wine was, um, it was unbelievable, but in the end it did kind of catch up to me on like, you know, coming back little, you know, slight spiral. At least it was like averted. I was like with you and like, we weren't drinking. We were like doing our lady journey live, but then like the next, the You're next done. week was just, I'm like, okay, I'm having like broth. Yeah. Where you want to also like recharge and sleep. Cause I feel like when you yeah. drink, you don't get sleep yeah as much and also with the jet lag too and you're like pretty dehydrated I was doing the hydration packets while I was there and those saved my life okay just taking I just got them I put them in the water they were so good okay that's something to know I have a shit ton of those right now uh, for travel, yeah. I love it because I usually drink a lot of coconut water, but mm. I but you can't get that in Italy. Don't no. be crazy. Not with your hat. Not with my hat. Um, <laughs> do you guys have coconut water? <laughs> <laughs> Where can I find a bagel? 
Want deep, restful sleep without taking melatonin? Wake up in the morning without feeling tired or needing that extra cup of coffee? You won't get that with just any old cotton sheets, but you will with bamboo. Upgrade your stuffy cotton bedding to Etitude's naturally breathable bedding made from their innovative clean bamboo fabric. It feels unlike anything else you've slept on and no, they won't cost you the earth. Because right now, you can get 20% off your first order with code Sleep journey. These unbelievably soft, clean bamboo sheets have over 15,000 five-star reviews, and they've even been performance tested to be 17% better at regulating body temperature and 24% even more moisture wicking. People's sleep quality improved by 10% and their alertness during the day improved by 25% when using Etitude sheets compared to their old sheets, which means you'll sleep better through the night and wake up feeling more rested than ever before. Not to mention, clean bamboo does not use any harmful chemicals in the growing or the manufacturing process, and it saves 99% of water and 38% of carbon emissions versus traditional fabric, so you can snooze sustainably, which is huge for us. Simply put, Etitude sheets are the secret way to better sleep. They're so sure that you'll love sleeping with them that you can try any Etitude bedding risk-free for 30 nights. If you're not completely satisfied, you can return it for a full refund. Never miss a good night's rest and recovery again with Etitude. Lady journeyers, do not forget, you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping, hello, for a limited time when you visit etitude.com slash sleep journey. That's etitude, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash sleep journey. S-L-E-E-P-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. That's our best offer right now, so don't wait. Now, I was, I had a lot of pasta of course, the food there is so amazing. And we were talking about this a little bit before, like vacation eating. Yes. And how I was like really down to splurge. I wasn't going to restrict myself. I did have gelato like three times a day. And, you know, we were talking about this before of like, oh, you always restrict yourself. And then like you don't even gain any weight. And I actually did. You will. I guess if you stay, you will. I definitely did. I was, I mean, I was eating. I was just, when you're on vacation, it's so luxurious to just only eat when you're hungry and eat whatever you want, yeah, you know? Yeah, and I also like indulging in, like, snacks. And I love going to little convenience stores and finding their, like, candies. Yes. That you probably won't get in America or it's just, like, packaged differently. So it, like, looks, it's different. So it feels like treats. I, I biscuits love it. And cookies I, and... And they, the biscuits and stuff like that in Italy is so high quality. I stocked up. I went to the grocery store right before I left and I bought like a hundred dollars of stuff. Yeah. Wine and crackers and like pasta and stuff. I couldn't even fit it in my suitcase. I wish I, I had gotten more. That's the bummer. I, I always have that problem and you're like, I don't want to pay $50 to check. Yeah. A whole bag. What I really need to do is when I pack is actually just lessen my clothes mm-hmm. and set up one compartment for little goodies that's I ended up bringing an extra bag and we yeah. did check one okay which I was on Delta which they allowed me to do it thank you thank, thank you. you thank you well Delta. if you um if you become like sky priority or like a, con- a member or whatever it reach status they will let you check like I think I get up to two bags for free Ooh. yeah Ugh, oh my god I wish I had brought in a huge bag and just yes well I just highly recommend if you're flying really try to stick to one um company because they will give you perks and make it not american airlines yeah well i'm i'm a delta person but there's people that are hate delta and i've never had a bad experience with them i have the delta credit card and i swore to myself this year that i was only going to do delta and i've still just been going with the cheapest airline and now i'm done yes 
I'm done. Well, I because you're like, I'll do spirit. And you're like, $35 for a ticket, yes. And then by the end of it, you've still spent 230 to $300. And you have to wear yeah. all of your clothes. Yes, because they like charge you for like putting the, um, opening the window shade. <laughs> just Can I just say, nobody's into having their window open when flying. I am not into it because I don't like the sun. I like peeping when we're taking off and landing because I just like to know where we are. Yes. Am I approaching ground at a fast pace? Uh, yeah, I like That's to know. That's all I want to know. Right before the plane smacks into the ground. <laughs> That's all I want to know. But nobody gives a shit about that. And when we're landing and taking off, everyone still keeps their windows down. I also feel like um, I don't want people to think that I'm like, wow, like flight. You know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm over it. I've been in the air. <laughs> Like, it always seems like when you look out the window on the plane, it always seems like it's the first trip you've ever taken. And you're like, can you believe it? Oh, my God. You're, like, moving around like, <gasps> whoa, yeah. It looks crazy down there. Do you know how many baseball fields are over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you do have, there is still that feeling of spazziness of, like, huh, what? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, my mind is just blown. I still am in this mindset of, like, I don't understand how we're in the air. Yeah. I don't under- and how are we able to take turns without falling out of the sky? Well, it it does. I do like to keep the window closed cuz it does kind of it it's easier for me to dissociate with what's actually happening because if I just spend the entire 8-hour flight being like we are in a tube that is hurtling through the sky <laughs> and I don't know how we're staying up, then it when there's turbulence, it really starts to scare me. But oh, if I yeah. just like pretend that I'm just like at the bus station, then I'm like, okay, and, and no one else is freaking out. Yeah. That's why I always just go, okay, if the flight attendant is not freaking out, then I won't freak out. Yeah. They'll be like in the aisle conversating or having conversations while we're like just slamming yeah, into yeah. turbulence. And you like, don't care. You're no, not good. worried? Yeah. Sheila's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila's fine. Oh, bless her yeah. heart. Well, I will say they have wine on the plane to Italy, which I was like so blown away by. You yeah. know, it's not even like the wine that you can order, like the Sutter Homes. Like they're just like serving wine. I mean, now, mind you, it was terrible, but yeah. it was wine. It's wine and it's the thought that counts. Yes. I have been on a flight. I was Norwegian Air and in the middle of the flight, they go, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how this happened, but we miscalculated our meals. So if you're not hungry, please do not take a meal. And it's an eight-hour flight, and you're just like this. How did – isn't this what you guys do? Yeah, are we about to, like, go into the Hunger Games right now <laughs> and be, like, fighting over, like, one tray of fish? Like, if you don't have diabetes, then don't even bother eating anything <laughs> of this. And I didn't – I was like, that's fine. I didn't need anything. But it's such a weird thing to just yell over on the – not yell, but, like – announce on the flight of like we're incompetent uh, yeah yeah <laughs> we didn't know how many seats were on the plane and we also don't know how to fly it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why I am into always bringing my own snacks for any flight like I yes. will always eat the food on there uh, just what are your airplane snacks I well, I think the day before I had actually gone with you to Milk Bar because we went out. Remember yes. for our celebratory dinner, we went out to. We thought we were getting a job. We thought we were getting a job and never heard back. <laughs> and the guy was like, "You start negotiating your contract." Yeah. So we were in our mindset of like, I was. They, I had already negotiated. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like more done. 
I yeah, I almost put big things are happening on my Instagram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Phew. That was a close <laughs> one. But we had gone to um, Han, Han Dynasty, which is an incredible restaurant. And then we stopped by Milk Bar on the way back. So I got I got like a few cookies at Milk Bar. And I was like, you know what? How luxurious is it to pack like a fresh baked good for your flight? Because that that was such a simple luxury. I hate, I absolutely hate those cheap packaged snacks at the airport that they charge an arm and a leg for. Yeah. I don't like Milano cookies. Now, mind you, I'll eat it if it's there. But I'm not paying $8 for a small package of it. I bought a bag of nuts and nuts. a Coke. Yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's like, just yeah. infuriating. So I always bring, I did bring nuts and raisins and I brought those cookies. And I think I had a couple other things like maybe some fig bars and maybe like another little like protein bar or something. Yes. You know what I always thought? And I don't, I know this is not an original take, but I like to think that I originally came up with this, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I didn't. Yes. Like the serotalamash. <laughs> Lunchables for adults. Yes. So like artisanal cheeses and crackers. That's such a great airport snack. Yeah. Uh, just because you can grab those at like CVS. They have like the little yes. cheeses and just just throw it in your bag. Like one of those laughing cow cheeses and some good crackers mm. and maybe like an apple or grapes. I loved I would actually love to do that DIY in my own little box and yeah. bring that on the airplane. I w- that's maybe what I'm going to think bento of. A bento box? A little. Yeah. Your own little bento with like a few little snacks. Like I see those on TikTok. And it's just like, ugh, perfect. I know. Do you ever watch the one of the moms that create lunches for their kids and they're stamping out star-shaped cheeses and you're like this? You're a psycho. I know. I, I kind of like those, but then they infuriate me Same. because it's like, where's Same. the bar here? Yeah. Like, if you don't do this, then what? Do you not love your child? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, just put some blueberries in there and just like, let your child have a functional existence. <laughs> I would always get the yogurt that exploded on everything. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would pack me um, sardines in my lunch for fancy. school. I mean, it's like kind of fancy until you're like the kid with tinned fish and yeah. everyone's like, what's that smell? You're like, it's weird Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with my glasses and like like sardine on my <laughs> mouth. Like, my mom, my mom makes this for me. I feel like uh, if that's a snack for older, we were to be like, Somebody thinks they're fancy. Yeah, but yeah. for kids, it's like, ew, I have donuts. Yeah, you're weird. Yeah. Well, speaking of, this was my big food story from Italy. Yes. I So I was all into, of course, eating all the local Roman pasta, the um, Amatriciana, the um, Cacio e Pepe. Yes. I went to the most incredible, and I booked this reservation a month out. It's called Rascioli. Okay. Uh, it's this gorgeous, it is a butcher shop. Uh, or no, it's like a deli with all the meat, the cheeses, and a winery, but they have a restaurant in there. So you can like order. We ordered like a huge plate of like the deli cheeses. Oh my God, it was so amazing. Or like charcuterie. That's yeah. what I meant to say. I, I said deli like a poor. <laughs> I'm so stupid. But so last night there, we go to this incredible restaurant, Z di Umberto. And um, I did have, I, I got pasta. I got the Amatriciana, which is an incredible pasta. And then the food was so cheap there. The pasta, I think, was $9. I had a huge house salad for $6. So I said, okay, this is my big time to try a 
new dish that I have not tried before. Yes. I have looked at the menu ahead of time, as I do, like a psycho, mm-hmm. and basically already picked I out. I think that's pretty smart, and I think I should start doing that. It's kind of my hobby where I'm like, I just, you know, when you're with other people, you're distracted, and so sometimes I'll just yes. end up like being like, oh, I'll have that, whatever Panic it is. ordering, yeah. yes. Panic ordering. So I it was called um, Tripe alla Romana, and uh, I said, okay, it's a fish. Um, Roman fish and it's in a gorgeous red sauce yes. and it looks amazing so I ordered it and I, you know I said to the table oh it, would anyone like to try my fish that I've ordered and I was you know eating it and um, we'd already had so much food at that point we had like grilled um, calamari we had the bread we had um, mozzarella we had the pasta and um, I'm eating this fish and it was chewy really chewy and I was with Carmen Lynch who is another comedian that we know she's there Mike was there, and I'm like, does anyone want to try it? And Carmen was like, I do not think that's fish, which is not. What did it look like? It looked like, it actually looked like grilled calamari. Okay. It looked it's like. It's white. It's white, okay. yeah, and it was in the red sauce. Gotcha. So it kind so of you looked like. you can't really see it. I thought it was, I thought it was a fish that was like squid. That was the c- yes. the texture of it. And, um, but, you know, it wasn't. And that's not what you want to hear when you're eating something that you thought it was but then it actually isn't that katie (laughs) (laughs) so i had never had tripe before and carmen was gracious enough to google it for me and actually the this was the moment where it was like probably one of the highlights of the entire trip was her face when she saw she was like it's not fish but i love this do you want me to tell you what it is i was like yeah like, who's going to be like, no, no, I'll just keep eating this mystery <laughs> meat. <laughs> I, there must be people out there that know what tripe is. And I'm sure, like, I've said it to so many people and they're like, oh, of course, it was tripe. And I'm yeah. like, but I never had that before and I'd never heard of it. I think you'd only really know it if uh, you worked in a restaurant. Yeah. Or like, well, Carmen's european her yeah. mom is and they spanish use everything of the animal yeah and she, it's usually like also working class food or peasant food which has yeah. now ended up becoming like now comfort it's, food in the richer places yeah yeah and i guess tripe is in style now because of sustainability and people yeah. are like use the awful use everything but anyway in case you don't know tripe is the stomach of a cow i've <laughs> I've tasted it and I've also had like liver and anything in that like world and liver's not actually that crazy of a meat to eat mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. or protein. Yeah. It's vile to me. I don't like the texture and yeah. I don't like the taste of it. It's too earthy and I don't understand how people enjoy it. I didn't like it at all the first at first eating it. I th- What would you describe it as? flavor wise the flavor was kind of a little tomatoey from the sauce I guess okay. but I didn't like it I wasn't like oh my god this is amazing I was like I guess I could continue eating this and you know it had a huge bowl of it I was trying to offer it to the other people and everyone's like yeah no I'm yeah, good I'm done the second I found out what it was which was cow stomach it tasted like stomach acid to me mm. like it tasted like when you know you like have a little acid reflux and it and then you can't it's kind of burned your throat a bit and then after that I was like because I was like joking around with Carmen I'm like I'm gonna still eat it like I I'm like I'm a European woman now after yeah I had been there for five days so I felt you know this is my culture yeah and I was like of course I'll still eat it and then I took 
I was like, absolutely not. I cannot eat it. I cannot look at it. I put it to the other side of the table. I know. Which was embarrassing because I had felt so proud of myself when I ordered it. The waiter was like, bravissima. Ooh. And I was like, oh my like, God. Like, like, do you want to dump these losers and get out of here and yeah, drive like, on my moped? Nobody's <laughs> ever yeah. wowed me like that before. Like, I know the cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> then like... <laughs> In that context, he was probably like, oh, my God, no one ever gets this, yeah. you know, so. Um, I know it's one. Of, I just you want to those kinds of foods. I want to be the person. It's like drinking scotch for me. Like, yeah. I want to be that cool person that's into like the lining of a cow. Or <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I yeah. eat tripe and I love it. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to eat your tripe? Let me have that. Yeah, or like, oh my god, just like so European, just like enjoying, enjoying this delicate food that is like at a higher caliber than what my palate is, which is basically what I was eating there, which was like adult macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> eating like cacio e pepe, which is like, yeah, it's it's cheese and noodles. Yeah. Uh, is that is that gonna be okay for your bland American palate? Like, do you need us to put a grilled cheese in the oven? You yeah. Know? No, absolutely. Um, it is. It's like you can't. I also am like that with anchovies. Like, I don't think you should tell people that you've put anchovies and stuff. It will trigger them. It will trigger them. Yeah. I've done that with. I like putting anchovy paste in my tomato sauce. Mm. It adds a, mm-hmm. a flavor to it. That's really good. But you're not going to taste the anchovy yeah. taste of it because it cooks down with tomato. I think tomato is a really good um uh, apparently it balances flavor. I remember yeah. if you were downing tequila or any liquid or liquor that you didn't like, if you did a tomato juice shot, it would like neutralize everything for you. That's so interesting. Yeah, I thought I remember that back in the day. So it kind of made sense. But I as soon as you tell somebody like, oh, I put anchovy paste, all of a sudden they're like, I can taste it. And you're yeah. like, you no, you can't. No, but I get it. It's psychological. It's like it's in Caesar salad. It's in everything. I actually love anchovies. I love sardines also. Yeah, I love like salty fish. Yes. That's why I thought I was going to love the tripe, which I thought was a trout. Do you think you were would be able to push through if you didn't find out what it was? I was, you know, here's the thing, because I had already had so much food at that point and the portion was so huge. I think if I continued to think it was a fish, I would have just thought it was like calamari or something, which was the consistency. So I probably would have eaten more. But like when I tell you that after I Googled it and looked at photos of it, I was horrified. Yeah, I don't even understand how it's made it into the and it's all cuisine world. It's all psychological because it's like just our culture. But I do like things that are against cultural tradition. Like I love um, I think I've talked about this on here before. I love like chili lime crickets. Yes. And I and so like I'll eat that type of stuff. I would eat like it's other fun. or it's, it's like interesting. Crunchy. It would taste really good. Yeah. And this just didn't have like a flavor that you're like you're like oh my god I'm blown away by how good this is which was the case in almost every other food that I had like the pasta was unbelievable um I had this other pasta the um carbonara I had at um Luciano which is like one of like a high-end carbonara restaurant it was like so good I'm eating the best food I've ever had in my life so then I'm getting something that I'm like I I could take or leave it it's like I'm just not even gonna eat it at that point you know exactly no it is it is always like because I can eat calamari, mm-hmm. and there's not really much flavor, especially when they grill it. Yeah. 
and but it's the sauce that I'm wondering with the tripe maybe the sauce wasn't yeah I I feel like there is maybe a better way to eat it that I would that I wouldn't be like totally that's like um you hear about what is it called sweetbreads which is actually a part like a uh, a, like a kidney almost or a weird thing oh. and that you deep fry them that I'm like I wonder if like frying tripe like calamari yeah is something that would maybe be better yeah a, a little fried tripe marina- yeah a little fried tripe yeah. yeah well um that was it for my Roman story no I love I love the the hats and the the hats the and walking the, the torture and the eating, the and, eating. And, and it is it is we were saying this that it's like easy to eat especially I do think like when you're on vacation with a girlfriend for example it's a lot easier than when you're on vacation with a partner because you have to conform to their eating patterns and as everyone knows Mike is intermittent fasting I have the opposite eating structure where I like to have a snack minimum every three hours I think this is a big part in relationships yeah is dealing with the other person's food yeah it's maddening because like I'm always hungry and Mike eats like in a six hour window yeah you know or I'm like we just ate a meal let's go and do stuff and then about an hour or two hours later they're like I'm starving so it's really hard to get momentum (laughs) because we have to go back and eat again yeah I was like I feel like we haven't done anything (laughs) because just eating we're on different eating schedules right now and so it, everyone's eating at some point. Yes. That yeah. I'm like, can you just pack some fucking snacks? Yeah. And move it. I know. And it, it's the worst when you're with a group. Cause it like is. big, big restaurants, I mean, big dinners at restaurants, like that's a mess. Like two people like you, you know, in and out. But, but I will say one of my regrets was I did not, because I was so, I mean, the eating was the highlight for me. Absolutely. The food was amazing. The second highlight was the history. I got to go to the Pantheon. That was great. The thing that I really did not get to do, which I wanted to so bad was to do some shopping. Like uh, Italian leather is so gorgeous. Like I did get to go into a shop called bags and fruits, which was amazing. And I was so like just frazzled from walking all day. I wanted to buy this handbag, but then I wasn't sure, like, do I even really want this? Yeah. Then the moment had passed. So I, I didn't know. get any and good souvenirs. And you can't souvenirs. go back to it again. You can't go you back. don't live there. Yeah. The thing I would also have liked to do in those, like, especially countries like Italy that are known for food, go to markets Ugh. to get, like, little jams or yes paste to dip bread bread in and olive oil or tapenades and all that kind oh, of stuff like love it i did some get pastas to bring home i did get um a an incredible so my the only thing i really did buy was in my grocery haul i did get an incredible rosemary olive oil okay. which is now it is my life yes and your personality yes <laughs> this olive oil does it have rosemary in it <laughs> I can only do rosemary. Once you have it, you can't go back. <laughs> um, uh. I know. Did you bring anything back to um, the States where you've now incorporated into your eating? Because I w- know my sister and I, when we were in Barcelona, the thing to eat at all the cafes, if you wanted a quick meal, was like manchego cheese and to- mm. like a bread with the essence of tomato. You know, that's the juicy part of the tomato. So you pull that out and then mm. scrape it on the bread. When I came back, that's all I made for lunches. Well, you know what I had there a lot, which I loved, was like just a really simple, you know, I was really into chopped salads this summer. Yeah. And it became um, my universe. Yeah. 
<laughs> shop salads were my everything. But when I was there, I had so many salads that it was so simple, really fresh arugula, fresh mozzarella, yeah. tomatoes, and a light balsamic. And that was it. And it was so good. And yeah. it was just so good just because it was so fresh. And so I love arugula and it's so good for you. And I feel like I've been. It's my favorite lettuce. Is it? It's my I favorite did not lettuce. Know that about you. I know. It's so it's so delicious. I don't bring it up in conversation because I don't know how to fit it in. <laughs> Ooh, bitter. You know, <laughs> there's the judgment. You know, it's a lot. Although I buy it and it always it goes bad fast, so yeah. I haven't really bought it in a long time. But I think it's one. It's the most flavorful lettuce to me. It's delicious, and they have it at Trader Joe's. Yeah, the other one I like is endive, and I also like frizzy, but you can't really find frizzy anywhere. Yeah, I, I like, like I like a lettuce blend. I like a yeah. lettuce blend with those in it too. But anyway, that's my um, that's my Italy story, and thank you for listening to Lady Journey, everybody. Yeah. Remember, we've got Patreon. We're on iTunes. Please leave a review, and we have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Lady, Lady Journey. Journey.